Hello and welcome to Jack versus the world. The, the world. The, <laughs> the world. Yes. Uh, we're on our next episode. I think we're on. I have no idea what episode this is. We lost count. Uh, yeah. I don't. I also don't number them when I post them. <laughs> so that's well. It's not too important. It is episode Rango. That's episode all episode know. Rango, and it's been a while since we released anything because we do what we want. <laughs> well, I mean, there's been a lot of real life stuff happening. A we do what we want. We just don't. We really... do what we want. Fight the man. <laughs> don't keep a schedule. Do what you want. Anytime. You do something for fun. Hey, guess what? You put it out when you can, and you don't stress about it. Yeah, I mean, that's what we've been doing. Exactly. <laughs> do what you want. So Rango, huh? Also does what it wants. Yeah. It's a very uh, surprisingly <clears throat> a bit of a controversial movie, especially for an I, Oscar winner. I, yeah, uh, you know, one of the few animated films outside of one of the big names like, you know, like Disney, Pixar, you know, because that's what immediately people think when they think of like a it's, family it's animated movie. It's surprising to see Nickelodeon movies toward the, the opening crawl. Yeah, uh, so it was Nickelodeon and Paramount, I think, were the big names behind this. There were some other, I don't know, like studios or companies behind this as well with support, but those are the big ones. That people would immediately recognize. Fantastic movie, I, think, I gotta say. I think the first big thing you recognize is the uh, the lead character. Oh yeah, absolutely. The, the, you slap on yeah, Johnny the, the D Johnny there. Depp. I was really impressed by him in this movie. I didn't know he had that kind of vocal range. Like I knew he was a, he was a great actor, but everyone mostly knows him for Jack Sparrow, right? Yeah, which is a very particular kind of character that doesn't have a ton of range. And it's, it does often feel like when actors, anyone who get into a role, they have to try very hard to branch outside of the role. Think like uh, Daniel Radcliffe as Harry Potter. Right. It's like okay, well, it's really hard to see him as anything but that. But he did a good job. He, you know. What was the horror movie called? The Woman in Black, right? Uh, and then there was like that horn movie that he yeah. was in that was really weird. When I but... saw The Woman in Black in theaters. There were probably about six instances throughout the movie where people thought they were hilarious by yelling, use your wand, Harry. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Which is so, just... <laughs> but now, I, you know, he he's done a good job. And Johnny Depp, same way, you know, like you said, uh, he is an he did do a lot of stuff when he was younger as well. And then people took that. But I guess the biggest most popular thing would be the the pirates movies we don't really we don't really have actors act out their range these days in in film or at least for the past like decade or so once they strike a particular chord they just maintain that well it's it's because at the the forefront of you know what's popular and pushed out and as far as movies goes right now is the marvel movies right and all like you said all those characters they are the same character in every movie right let's not kid ourselves I mean, they've got some moments. They've got some good moments. Oh, no, no. But... Th- those movies are good. I like them. Mm-hmm. I, I really enjoy them, but I, I would not say, you know, those actors are, are showing off the full, you know, extent of their range, like you said. Right. And so, yeah, no, Johnny Depp, and honestly, I would say a lot, all the voice acting here was phenomenal. High point in the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
I don't know where to begin with this. Maybe just from the start and how the opening scene is genius. Oh yeah, the very first thing this film does is establish a fourth wall so that it can literally be shattered into bits. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it, it is just... And the entire movie is this way where it, it is very smart. It, you know, it, it treats you, the viewer, as an intelligent being where you're, you know, it's not spelled out for you. You kind of have to piece things together. Mm-hmm. And that's good but it's not it's also not impossible where it's like i would have never thought of that you know right there's a lot of sharp wit and when when the wit is sharp it's you know it's the opposite of dull it's not it's meant yeah it's it's meant to pierce yes your mind <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's really clever all the time this movie yes and he is thrust upon his adventure yes and <laughs> you see this character who is trying to figure out exactly what he is and he is he's put in a situation where he's forced to become something not really forced because one of the things that's constant throughout the movie for rango is his ability to roll with the punches right yeah like he, he's not made to do anything he wants to well like, like, like i guess i should say like pushed in the direction yeah where it's like it is it's like you could you can do this or like his his choices are very set out in front of him. Yeah, I think his character has a lot of agency yeah. throughout the whole film. Yeah, he could have walked away from all this. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, God knows what's on the other side. He could have tried to, you know, survive in the wild or whatever, but he did um, ultimately choose to stay. Yes. And, and, and he wanted to be a hero. That's, that's yes. the only thing he knew about himself. He and he, he also was. has the most important quality a hero has to have. What's that? Okay, it's not it's not being smart. It, it's not being uh, a good shot. It's not being brave. It's luck. <laughs> Rango is the luckiest hero. He's he is lucky that he survives so many of these situations. Mm-hmm. The and you know it's it's uh, the theme here is the the one bullet. Yes. Throughout the film, mm-hmm. they talk about that one, and it starts off as you know this. The tall tale. The, yeah, he's yeah. just, he's lying. <laughs> he's yes. lying to all these people. But it, it's like, it can, it manifests itself in a way mm-hmm. to become something. And oftentimes that can be true in, in real life too. Not just, you know, the, you've heard the saying, fake it till you make it. Yes, that's, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and, and it does, like when you do fulfill a role and you put yourself in that situation, a lot of the time you start to become that thing that you, you know. Put yourself in. Yes. So if you tell yourself constantly, you know, you are this, I am this, and, and you do these things, and yeah, you're going to start feeling that way. And that's, uh, people think of it as the last person you have to convince is yourself, but yeah. it's really one of the first. Oh, uh, yeah, As soon as absolutely. you believe your own faking it, then. And it is, it is a story <laughs> of ultimately believing in yourself. Yes. And stepping up to the plate and becoming who you're supposed to be. A coming of age story. <laughs> so, I mean, it, it's just so strange how good it is in in a genre that is oversaturated on both ends, right. Western. Western and animation. Just at the time, uh, it came out in 2011, mm-hmm. the Western has been done to death. Yes. And and now, and it, it's almost like a, a spoof, a, a parody right. of a sword. That's what made it so easy to spoof, is how yeah. saturated the exactly. I don't know the I didn't, well I didn't know the direct names of the movie that it was movies that it was spoofing. Yeah, but, but I could still recognize all the tropes. Yeah, and that's the thing about it. You're right. Like whenever it is that pushed out and that um 
you know, ingrained in culture. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what it is. You know, Westerns are, you, you've seen, you know, whether they're turned into a meme format or a small clip or whatever, you've seen uh, something from The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. Right. Yes. <laughs> it, 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 I, I, have you ever watched the movie? Maybe not, but you, you've heard of it probably. You know who Clint Eastwood is. Right. You know who John Wayne is. Mm-hmm. As long as it's recognizable enough, then your spoof was successful. It, it, and it is. It absolutely is. There, and there are things you catch here and there where you're like, okay, I, I get it. I understand. <laughs> and man, it's just it's fantastic. It is very meticulous and intentional. Yeah, de- deliberate is the word I would use probably. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They, they set up a lot of things <laughs> that get a lot of payoff there's a ton of little jokes callbacks to itself yeah inside jokes in the movie and just setting a itself lot of up. blink and you miss it type little quips oh yeah yeah uh, the jokes and that could also be uh, a problem i i would say because it is presented as a family movie for age all ages maybe yeah i think but it's not I don't know how you market a movie like this. Th- that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, like it looks it looks very much different than a normal animation film, I would say. It's not as pretty. And that it's weird. Like beautifully animated if you, you know, if you watch out for it, but the the character design, they're not they're not appealing to look at right. in in a, you know, uh I don't know, like in a in, traditional a traditional sense. way. Yeah. yeah. No, they're, they're designed to look ugly. The town is called Dirt. <laughs> and it, it's great. <laughs> yeah, everyone's everyone's pretty rough and tough and the main like romantic interest is named Beans. <laughs> <laughs> it is yeah, it, all the characters have, you know, something maybe they're missing an arm or a leg or an eye or something, you know. They have an arrow going through their whole head. <laughs> yeah. You know, even the mayor is in a wheelchair like rolling around they all have problems or issues and the character design is a a very strong point i think because you can come up with a whole story in your head you know just by looking at these characters and you know like the the bunny rabbit for example he's a doctor clearly has a drinking problem he's missing an ear maybe some kind of like veteran who knows You, you put anything behind him you know it's open to interpretation I wonder how much backstory they actually wrote that didn't that like wasn't fit it ever in. intended to make it into the movie. I, I would say when you're designing a character, even if it's not relevant, you're like, oh, yeah. father, do they have kids? Mm-hmm. Like, well, how many kids would they have had? And, uh, and that's never relevant in the actual. Completely media, agree. But you still want the character to be so rich, and you want the you want to consider every angle when you're writing them. Yeah, and I, I think uh, people who animate or write definitely do that, where they come up with something on their own, and it's, it's not that they're ever going to release it, or maybe it's put in like a draft section or whatever, right. and then you cut it out. But it does help, you know, develop that character yeah, overall. It's, it's good to have those kinds of things in your back pocket because you never know when it's going to play out in a certain nuance with the character. And all of these characters have a ton of nuances, like you said, <laughs> the, the visual, like the the impairments that they have, the the design they're all they're all filthy every character in this movie except for it's called dirt is filthy <laughs> they ain't got no water how are they sp- how are they gonna shower yeah they, they probably don't even know what a bath is to be honest with you <laughs> uh, you're, i mean you're, you're not but, wrong but like a lot of the the things we've discussed recently it feels like uh, they're animals they're anthrop- 
anthropomorphic yeah i think our last episode of uh, bojack was on that topic as well right. and and when you're making a character that way you've already got a lot of rich storytelling with the character because you can notice a lot of habits that the character will have that of course they have because they're a certain type of animal yeah and it does add a a little twist you know to the movie and to the characters you know just going outside of just a bunch of humans all the time you know it's almost refreshing to -hmm. see you know because they are very human-like and while they are like that and they have everything like jake the snake for example just the way he moves and you know the way he has to live his life you just think about it and it's like there's so much there more so than just you know you throw in some dude and it's like it wouldn't have been as interesting yeah it's it's pretty ingenious to make his rattle be like the cylinders of yeah revolvers. oh man <laughs> and yeah his, and his little mustache that he has that, that is just i'm you, saying the design is it, you probably don't see it <laughs> the, a, a, like you said around the different types of animals they are fitting into you know either what they do or their personality is fantastic Mm-hmm. All the mole people <laughs> being like a weird. I'm I'm not gonna say the I word, but maybe like a family from the south, uh, if you will. There, uh, there are a bunch of mole rat hicks. Right? Yeah, like, essentially. <laughs> their cousin may also be their brother. Right. Which, or you no. Know. Those sorts of things are just weird in a film that was marketed to be towards children. You know? Exactly, it's like clearly they make a joke an about adult how their chromosome pool is dry, <laughs> which is hilarious. A sixty-eight-year-old kid doesn't get that. That's there for the adults that brought the oh, kids 100%. into the movie. Yeah, no. no, this is the kind of movie where if you brought your kids when they were that young, you ended up liking it a lot more than they did. Probably, I could definitely see an adult liking this movie more than a kid yeah i feel like it's weird because a lot of times animated movies will feel like kid or child film whatever you want to say like a film for children with adult moments in it Mm -hmm. but i felt like this was the opposite it felt like an adult animated movie with you know moments for children in it which are few and far between. Yeah. I can't think of very many. No, there's uh, one character who, who has a lot of um, little sayings. Uh, he, he's in the posse. Um, he, he's some kind of... Maybe he's the amphibian. I, I don't yeah, know. With like the big eyes. Yeah. He, he has a few things he says every now and then. That's It does feel almost out of place because it's, it's like, oh, yeah, that's something like that's in a normal kids movie. But... Yeah, it's, it's like you said, far and few between. And even the overarching story and, like, the plot, you know, there being a conspiracy, it, it feels like something from literature. Like, a big, you know, powerful force that is behind the scenes working things and strong-arming people into situations rather than just, oh, yeah, like, we're going to kill you or whatever. Like, he is manipulating the town and or the, the mayor is manipulating the town into becoming something more advanced right he's trying to and then he's going to control it all he's going to be like it's like a dystopian like dictator kind of world right he wanted to open shopping malls and parking lots and industrialize which 
that's something that is also explored in a lot of westerns like the end of the era oh yeah yeah 100 percent. that is a lot of westerns yeah it's the time of the gunslinger and the blah 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 Red is Dead over Redemption 2 is is the one that i can think of more recently that has a theme of that where like um have you played Red Dead 2? Yes. Yeah. I played the first one. I haven't played the second one. So in Red Dead 2, you're in a you're in a gang, right? You're a bunch of gunslingers and that basically that's what's happening is like the west the western cowboy it's is dying out. being left behind. And so for a for a band of bandits, the future is not looking very good. <laughs> and I guess that's a very popular you know, trope or a theme what have you in westerns because think about the actual timeline of you know america america and how like how long was that period of true like the wild wild west there's cowboys and stuff not that long and you know i I guess if you compare it to like the entire american history is not an old country but like think about you know even human history the the time of the western it it really wasn't that long how long is lawlessness really supposed to be a thing exactly yeah where there's one guy that's just like trying to barely hold the town together from like just killing each other and everything is like well and you don't want to piss off the sheriff something bad might happen to you but they i mean they could and then it's the people's desire as well that that keeps it going but you know what i mean what do you think about the rating of this movie yeah would you uh, rate it at pg pg i <laughs> don't know if I, w- I i said pg 13 would have made sense but then it's hard to get those kids in there and those are going to be the ones pushing their parents to see it so if you slap pg 13 on there and the kid is saying oh i want to go see this that's an immediate no it's pg 13 that doesn't seem i don't want to see it you know because parents do look at those ratings and it's important you know that's why they're there so you can reference it to your young child who wants to see something where and you don't feel like explaining How stuff to them. How many Marvel movies are rated PG thirteen? Oh yeah, Marvel movies <laughs> at this point I feel like are a little more raunchy. You know, it, more it's, than they used to be. Yeah, especially with the jokes. Uh, especially, uh, I'm not getting into it. I do wonder how many jokes are on the cutting room floor of the Rango writer's room. <laughs> like how, how uh, many jokes were they like? Oh, we can't. There's, there's just. I mean, they, they. Put in a Plan B joke. They yes. put in a finger up your butt joke. Um, those you are the immediately chromosome the chromosome one. Pretty sure there was like a suicide reference or something with her uh, Bean's dad. Rango yeah. said something or abandonment. Either which way, horrible thing to do. It, it, so yeah, there, there's some stuff in here that's like uh, just some of the themes really. Oh, I uh, thought Rango. I thought he was low-key suicidal when he was crossing the highway at night. Yeah, with his eyes closed. <laughs> yeah, pretty much just walking across like, well, I'm going to let fate decide. Well, I think the I think the idea there is that it was ego death, if that makes sense. Yeah, and there, there are a lot of things in this movie where you ha- you're questioning whether it actually happened or not, whether it's actually there or... A fever dream. Or a fever dream. <laughs> so roadkill. Uh, that guy got sliced in half and he was alive. Right. Uh, the mariachi band, the, the birds, mm-hmm. or I don't. Our narrators. The, the Yeah, the narrators. Not sure if they're in Rango's head or if everyone <laughs> can see them or what's going on there. Obviously, the Spirit of the West, who is supposed to be uh, Clint 
Eastwood. Right, driving around in his golf cart with yeah. the Oscars in the back. His uh, Golden Guardians. Uh, <laughs> I think he has like a metal detector. He's just going around. Uh, that's probably a reference of some kind, I imagine. Because otherwise, that is just way too random. He's just going around with a little metal detector. That that ha- so they're searching for something. Yeah, <laughs> it's a metaphor. Yeah, how many times in the movie do they say it's a metaphor? Like three I, or four? I think okay. So anytime I think like wow, that was kind of dumb. I have to, I have to go further and be like, was it dumb or was it just really smart pretending <laughs> to be dumb? So when they say like, oh, you know, you have to get to the other side, and he's like, uh, it's a metaphor, but it's like very literal that you have to get to the other side to get go yeah, on your epic right. journey. Yeah, <laughs> so it's like, was it a metaphor for what? But that's just kind of the beauty you get when you have a film that doesn't take itself too seriously. No, and it's like it's pretending to take itself seriously right. almost, at, and at times there are some you know very heartfelt or you know uh i don't know like deep moments especially when he has his uh when rango and beans are having a conversation and they he actually feels something there because he 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 can relate to her when she says you know whenever i was growing up on the ranch i felt like i was in a glass box right which is a direct callback to the opening of the movie didn't have a lot of friends blah blah all this stuff and rango is just that oh you know now and that's the moment where you know he does because he always has something for her, but it pushes beyond that, and you can clearly see a connection between them. And it's like, oh, that is just that is a really nice moment. And as always, it, the shot is beautiful. It looks <laughs> amazing. The animators for this went nuts out yeah. of their minds. This movie did not have to be anywhere near as beautiful as it is. No, and you know for. Uh, Maybe that is what you get when you 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 know push down the time of the movie because it's it runs at about an hour forty, yep. which is, in my opinion, that's just perfect, man. You can, it keeps your attention. It's it's not too much of an investment, but everything looks so crisp and amazing. So it was well worth it. And I would rather get a movie that is an hour and a half, hour forty long that looks like this than a three hour movie where the animation gets wonky every, you know, 10 seconds. That part toward the end where we saw that time lapse and then the flowers bloom, when you see how much detail was put into that little, like few second long sequence, oh, yeah. that's the kind of thing that just screams you that this movie was made with a ton of passion behind it. Yeah. And like, it is, it's a weird little movie. So obviously it's just like a passion project. Someone, I don't know, tripped out and came up with <laughs> because this movie is weird so what do you think about the fact that rango is a chameleon do you think he's good at blending in or bad yeah him? that's that's and like you said that just adds a whole other layer to his <laughs> character and his natural instinct to blend in i think he figures it out as he goes along so luckily the people of dirt are stupid as hell and they all believe him. But any character who is, you know, on the higher uh, end of being intelligent sees through him. Right. The mayor sees through him. He knows immediately. Jake the Snake knows well, immediately. The mayor and... Even Beans kind of 
has her, you know, obviously skeptical. Well, she's suspicious at the beginning because she oh, sees yeah. him come out from a pipe with a bunch of water. Yeah, and, and even but, the way he's acting. But I would say the key difference between the townsfolk and the mayor and Jake is uh, when we first meet the mayor, he's talking about not just power and things like that, but he says people are looking for something to hope for, which is, of course, you know, that's brought back yeah. with Rango's speech right in front of the sheriff's office when he said, put your hope in me. Um, that's the main reason that, that they do it that way. It's like Yeah. That's why and, they're naive, right? And a lot of times people will be more naive when they're desperate. You know, they, they just need something to cling on to. Right. I've definitely, I, I think everyone can relate to that. If you've lived like a normal life, you've been, you know, on, on some down points. And then you just cling to something. Even if maybe it's a little unrealistic at the time. You know, maybe you set your goal really, really high. You make it halfway there. But it's like, well... I'm still halfway better than I was before. So it's not such a bad place. Yeah. And, you know, clinging to that unrealistic hope. Yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe it's not that you're just unintelligent or, you know, whatever. You just, you want to believe in it. Yes. And that's also uh, a little a little thing I really love was uh, during that speech when he's saying, <laughs> as long as that sign is, like, hanging up there. The and sheriff's it says, sign. The sheriff's sign. Is like, and Jake the Snake shoots it, but... It's still hanging. Just By, barely. <laughs> just barely, but it's still hanging. So, yeah, you know, hope, believing in something is a major theme here. And then, like we said, as well as, like, stepping up to fulfill that role, even if you don't feel like you necessarily deserve to be there. Yes. Which, Some, sometimes you just got to do what you got to do. I'm glad they explored, explored that part of Rango where, I mean, it, it feels like it's a little bit, hard to watch when jake like exposes him right and it's like oh, yeah man. but it's nice that the film actually explores the identity crisis there and how yeah Rango lost hope for a bit and you, you don't get that a lot where where no. actually their low point is usually something much more tangible some kind of not existential I, I, crisis I, I lost this like item or yeah. this thing happened i can't do this but it is very much so just a he didn't know who he was. He never knew who he was, and that is, he's faced with that. Somebody sees through him, calls him out on it, and says exactly, you know, his insecurities. Right. Points it out. It shows the world. Because Rango was afraid of people finding out he was a fraud. That was the whole idea at the beginning when he talks about how he killed the brothers with one bullet. And he's he was he was lonely. Yeah, he was lonely. He so he, he found this group of people, and so he wants to fit in. He wants he's a chameleon, right? And he was he acting wants out of, to be in. He was acting out of fear of not being accepted. Yeah, and then he changes that into a you know instead of like oh I'm so afraid to make them lose it, I have to be this thing. It's like no, I have to be this thing because that's what they need. And Clint Eastwood says, do it. It's not about you. It's about them. Yeah. So he goes from an egotistical outlook on being sheriff to one where it's like, okay, I'm stepping up to help. Yep. And at the end of the movie, he's just, he's, he's a cool character. He looks goofy. He looks (laughs) so goofy. But you know, the first time, you know, when Jake looks into his eyes and he, and he sees through and he says, you, you're not going to shoot me. I know you're gonna shoot me. I can see it in your eyes. You got and then killer the, in your eyes, son. And then the next time, he looks at him, and you see the fear in the in the <laughs> snake's eyes. He's like, "This guy's gonna do it. He's changed. 
and the way he looks the way he looks at him as he walks away oh uh, it, it just tells so much you know you and you catch those moments in this movie constantly where a single uh, frame will just tell a whole little story and it's wonderful I, I want to go back to the the one bullet yeah that is constantly pointed out and you know like i said manifesting something as you know in your head and and making it tangible making it real making it happen it it became much more fantastical because it was one bullet it it went from the these were the stages it went from a story to an accident to a purposeful way a solution that that was the single bullet. So he first tells a story about how he did all this stuff with one bullet, and it was complete horseshit. <laughs> and then and then the next the, then the next he kills the uh, hawk with it, with one bullet by accident. Right. And then it evolves into his final stage where he intentionally takes the last bullet out of his gun to use it as an escape. Yes. So and that is much like. Uh, a reflection of Rango going from, you know, a complete lie to failing upward to (laughs) actually intentionally coming up with solutions and being who he's supposed to be. Yeah. So his, his own character development mimics the story of the one bullet and how it becomes something very real. Yeah. I would say that perfectly encapsulates the entire arc of his character for sure. And that's, I mean, that's what the whole movie's about. Him. <laughs> and, you know, it, it is good to be able to take something away from a movie, you know, saying, oh, wh- why would I watch this? Well, oftentimes, and maybe that is uh, where the kids part comes from, you know, kids struggle with that self-identity. Who am I supposed to be? What am I supposed to do? And oftentimes, you will have to step up to the plate. You make that decision Am I going to be, you know, that person? You know, am I going to help? Am I going to step in or am I just going to let it happen? And it's important to show like, okay, he, he stepped in and then he felt, you know, purpose by, by helping these people, by, you know, becoming something more than he was. And then he became the sheriff. Yeah, the real <laughs> sheriff. And... You know, you, you see it with the, the characters around him, too. You know, he doesn't just... He uplifts everyone to a better point. And, and that's what being a hero is. Being a, just a good person. It is not only doing... You know, not just doing it for yourself and, and what you can get out of it, but, you know, all the people around you as well. Even in the little ways. Like, he, he is very... I think at, at his core, Rango is like a, a kind lizard. Yeah. I, th- I think he believes a lot in justice and in law and you know being being the hero in, yeah. in the pure in the pure kind of way, not just for the glory, but to actually get the happy ending. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, he, he's a, he's a good main character that way. I mean, in a lot of ways, he's a good main character. But if he wasn't actually pure of heart, then I think that would be a very different story and, about and, how he just tricked everybody. <laughs> yeah, and like obviously, even even when he was lying to the people, it wasn't necessarily from a bad place he wanted to fit in he wanted to become something you know in his in his own little world he was whatever he wanted to be give the people what they want (laughs) (laughs) so it's just such a good character it's a good arc it's enjoying to watch 
funny, some beautiful moments in there. Uh, what is uh, what is a highlight for you throughout this film? I mean, like you said, Jake the Snake is pretty awesome. Oh he's, man, he's a really what cool a character. villain! The design and the the art, the very he gets a very small part in the movie, but he does have a full arc. Well, and and the what I like about him most is he can be reasoned with. At the end, there he didn't turn back on Rango or yeah. anything. There was no bad blood. He was just like he understood. He was logical about everything. Uh, the only the only part. I thought was a little off was that he and I, I I understand the argument and I come up with one in my head so I see it as he let when he let him live that first time I thought and of course it's like the oh yeah like em, embarrassing him and sending him off into the desert it basically he's gonna die anyway he's not worth killing yeah like and and being that embarrassed is like you know, awful. I think but, it's revealed in a scene shortly after that Rango wasn't his actual main objective. He was there to intimidate Beans into selling her ranch. Like, uh, that was yeah. the life. When they said he, he always takes a soul when he gets here. They were worried he was about Beans. To kill Beans uh, okay, not okay. Rango. Uh, but why? I don't know. Just him letting Rango live was. Uh, maybe I could have seen Rango get lucky again and get out rather than just, you know, walking away in shame. But that that's like one small gripe. I can't really think of a whole lot of other Well the only the only other real big plot hole I see is when they when they capture the the dad. Oh my and god, yes. Anything, and they're just like suddenly tied up in the cell when literally moments before they're surrounded by like his entire times family. They're, they're Maybe like how did they take them? How did they that, yeah, that that is also and then obviously with the water taking it back to the family and, and all that uh was a little strange it's one of those and again i don't know if it's being dumb or if it's so smart that it's pretending to be dumb and making fun of the fact that so much can be cleared up with a one sentence but the the characters are going like no no shut up like don't hang on there's no time i can't i can't say this two second sentence that would explain everything <laughs> you know what i mean so I don't know if it's making fun of that or if it was just falling into that it's just, trope. Like we said, it's not taking itself seriously. So Yeah, so I just assume that it's making fun of that. I think my personal favorite scene out of the whole movie is the opening. Oh, I think, oh I think it yeah. It just does a good job to like explain like exactly what kind of ride well, you're in. What for. is what is going to happen? Well, it's going to be weird. <laughs> yeah. And we're going to find out exactly who this character is. He he says, you know, I could be this, I could be this, I could be this. You know, a a Spanish man <laughs> or <laughs> whatever else he says, a, a captain of a ship or something. Yeah. You know, maybe a, a Jack Sparrow reference there. Maybe. Possibly. Maybe. I could see it. <laughs> um, What's your favorite part of the movie, though? My entire oh man, that scene, the the whole, uh, what do you say the the flight of the Valkyrie scene? Yeah, with the bats and fantastic. The, the the Gatling guns. There's there's one <laughs> point where the the toad just has like that. Um, I guess it's a shotgun, like yeah, the yeah, single fire. Yeah, where he he like flips it while he reloads. <laughs> just oh my god it's it's so good it had no business looking that cool and, and you know being like that it, it was it was fantastic and then even the song you know it's it's a classic and 
oftentimes can be overused, but I mean, it was perfect. These a lot of very typical classical songs in the in the movie. I mean, right after that, it plays. Um, what was it called? The Swan Ballet yeah. thing. I yeah, don't. Yeah, it said the name on the on the closed caption. It's like da 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 da. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hopefully, y'all got that <laughs> as well. <clears throat> but yeah, no, that that scene was a, a highlight for me, and I I really enjoyed it. Even the beginning play part and the family is just is joining <laughs> he says uh the pop is like or paw whatever yeah i assume they call him paw i think they i don't know pop. why and he's like ah this plot is highly predictable <laughs> 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 it just it's fantastic man it it's funny and weird it's kind of all think, over the place I think probably our favorite gag is the uh now we rise oh my god the <laughs> amount of times i've quoted saying that just they, they don't know where they're going where they are we going? They don't know what's like, going what where are we going just they just turn stop all we know is we rise <laughs> <laughs> oh man and uh, yeah that's like that's obviously making fun of you know it, it's satire Right. The whole, uh, we ride, let's go, we ride at dawn, or whatever, <laughs> and then they go off, and like, you didn't even discuss anything, nope, what do you mean, just <laughs> jump on your horse and go! <laughs> yeah, no, they, they did a phenomenal job with this movie. Even I, I small moments, like that it. giant eye they see in the caverns. And they just go, that's a big one. And he's like, oh, that's a big one. Or uh, the little moment where Rango falls on the windshield and the guy's like, another one? And then his little helmet thing dissolves and it's a lizard. He goes, I knew it. <laughs> what do you mean? Another one? What did you know? <laughs> what do you mean you knew it? You knew there was going to be a lizard? I think on- it's a reference. Uh, I think it's a reference to another movie. It has to be. I'm pretty sure it is. Anytime I see something random, I'm like, all right, these have to be. And uh, obviously you can just look that up on your own because i didn't do it (laughs) (laughs) oh man uh what about uh beans's character she's fine because she i feel like she's also uh you know gets a lot of screen time the animation on her face man no other character has as many the expression little details with every little inch of her face and like one of the and literally the first scene you see her and she just like looks at him after he's been um what's the word yeah uh, rambling on on, yeah and she just stares at him and goes you're not from around here are you (laughs) (laughs) like one eye is slightly closed and just you know her entire face is like look at this dumbass it's like uh it's like looney tunes once it hit a stride with like the really minimal like animation Mm -hmm. style Oh my god, she says so much with so little all the time. No, and her, it's just her name, Beans. Beans. Pass the beans, Beans. <laughs> Pretty sure they said that twice. <laughs> or no, here's your beans, Beans, yeah, and then <laughs> pass the beans, Beans. Oh man, fantastic. Now, I brought this up to you. Either she's wearing a wig, <laughs> or she's some kind of weird lizard mammal hybrid. We're going with the wig. Yeah, we're going with I the wig. I guess. But she why? She looked weird without hair. Yeah, I, it's a design choice and I am perfectly okay with it. It works for a Rango. little flawed. Yeah, exactly. It's fine. Hair. It's Yeah, Rango's fine. I mean, yeah, he's fine. Doesn't it would have worked for her. 
Nah, you're right. If she didn't have hair, it would have, yeah, it would have felt almost I mean, out maybe, of place. They probably just could have had her wear a hat instead. I think she does wear a hat at had time. I, I don't know. It <laughs> it looks fine, but I just a, a funny little thing I saw on there was because it's like, well, if she was a lizard, then she wouldn't have hair. But there, it looked pretty attached to her head. Not. I mean, wigs usually do. Ah, <laughs> uh, well. All right, that's a. I don't know. I don't know. But it still looks fine. It looks good. So, and it's an animated movie. You know. So what? What can you expect? How it's about not the mayor? Be- how do you feel about the mayor? Because when people think main antagonist for this movie, they're probably thinking about Jake the Snake originally. But yeah. it's actually the mayor who's the main antagonist. The main antagonist is Rango Self Doubt. Uh, <laughs> no, but the mayor is yeah, very cartoonish um, bad guy, but he's almost an idealist, you know, because while he is doing things a little unethically what he's striving for isn't necessarily a horrible end goal. You know, advancing society is... It's the method that he did it. Yeah, yeah. Stealing the water and everything, like... Yeah, and like I said, uh, like strong-arming people into signing things and making them feel so desperate that this is the only choice. Uh, But it it, kind of does speed up that process, you know? He said, you know, I've watched the March of Progress... Right. I've seen it. So he had a very clear, you know, blueprint of what so exactly he wanted to maybe do. He wanted everyone to give up their land so he could make them have to pay for apartments. <laughs> I mean, so that he could be the only one that owns modern day slavery as I sit in my apartment. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. No, I guess so. Yeah, I mean just power. He was he was after power. He didn't right. care so much at it was more like, okay, let me push everyone to be in a better situation so I can be even further above that at the pinnacle. And so he wasn't happy with his current place because their society kind of sucked. We didn't really see it, but people were probably dying in the situation. That oh, had. yeah. Like, we, we see one character death throughout the whole show, and that's in uh, actually... Probably, probably three or four-ish. The frog guy at the start gets eaten by the hawk. He gets carried away by the hawk. Hey, he's dead. Uh, he's dead. <laughs> the hawk but, dies. That's true. The hawk did die. There's that one guy uh, during the shootout scene with the bats and everything. He got crushed. The vac- he, got crushed. Like the he got crushed. That he might be alive, I guess. No. Uh, and then the the bank guy got drowned, and yeah. like we see his body actually, and they interact with it and everything. Uh, yeah, you're right. Three character deaths. Or yeah, there, there's a there's a but few if you count, there. If you count the hawk carrying away the frog at the beginning, then you probably count the mayor's death from him being carried away by Jake the Snake. It's the same thing, right? Oh yeah, yeah, true. But yeah, Jake is this, gonna kill him. They also have this parallel where they literally called Jake the Grim Reaper, so him being dragged off by the Grim Reaper at the end was very he's funny. dead. Yeah, being he's dead. dragged he's like, to hell. Yeah, and he yeah. mentions that he he's like, where where do you think I come from? Mm, and they it, mention hell, so like. Yeah, Jake's a voice actor, by the way. Incredible job. I think everybody did a, an incredible job. Yeah, I can't think of... I mean, there was a couple of characters here and there. They're probably just all right. Um, but still, that if that's the worst I can think of. I can't think of any standout, wow, that was just awful. Because <laughs> you, you, you have that every now and then, and especially in animation. There are some... Man, I want Johnny Depp to do some more voice acting. 
He was so incredible. I I can't. He he probably had. Oh yeah, he worked with Tim Burton. I think Corpse Bride was another animated film he did where he's a voice actor. I can't think of anything else. Um, he's just usually like such a stoic character rather than the rambling improvisational. Yeah, kind of goofy. Character. Insecure. Yeah, like he, his his vocal range has to change a lot. Like he'll also do right. funny accents and things like that mm-hmm. that you just don't see in any other Johnny Depp Depp movie. Like. And then you can also just hear his like almost normal voice too. Like when Jake was yelling at him to repeat himself or whatever. Like right. the the facade falls off and it's just like it almost just sounds like his normal voice. Right. And a, a lot of range. Uh, especially his character and i mean obviously he's almost in every single scene in the movie and so when you have somebody that strong leading it it's uh, leads to a great product we like this movie a lot i mean <laughs> it is it's just hard to talk bad about it because like yeah there there are a few things here and there um the the mayor is maybe a little predictable like as a bad guy yeah well, whatever but uh, you see it coming uh, I mean, maybe not because uh, we're because of the way Rango guided the bank robbers to the bank. It's very reasonable to assume that they robbed. It could have the been that. I don't know. He just uh, he seems slimy. I mean, yeah, just, no, he did. I agree. He's like, <laughs> uh, uh, you know, there's there's very few plot holes, and like you said, the the movie doesn't take itself extremely seriously. So you can even just chalk that up to being like, well, yeah, I mean. Who cares? Who cares? We're making fun of how normal movies would do this, and it's a plot hole in those. But, like, it's so heavy-handed that it it does feel intentional that it's it's there. Yeah, no. I can't. Yeah, there's, there's (laughs) there's no glaring problems outside of now... I mean, this movie did very uh, well critically as well, um, yes. and in the box office, yeah, in the box, yeah, financially, it did well. So the only huge downsides I could see that obviously what we talked about, um, it it oftentimes feels like an adult movie with children in my uh, children, children parts, whatever yeah. parts for children, whatever you want to say. Like a lot of the people who didn't enjoy this movie don't like animation in the first place. Yeah, and, and their beef is not with this particular. And like movie. I've said with other things we've covered, this is not the thing that's going to change someone's mind about animation, even though I believe it is pushing what animation can do to the boundaries. Like it is, we've said it, <laughs> it, it looks amazing. Uh, there's so much detail there in every single scene, you know, just from the characters to the background, to the sand or the water flowing. It just, it looks incredible. And so, yeah, it is, it is pushing what, you know, 2d animation can do. So much so that I don't even know that most people would guess it's just 2D. Right. Yeah, no. If you, like I told you, if you told me this was 3D animation, I probably would have believed you. Yeah. Because the dimensions are just so well defined. There's actually depth of field. You don't see that Mm -hmm. in two-dimensional animation very much. It's it's fantastic. But, yeah, like I said, if, if you don't already like animation and you don't have kids... Yeah, I just don't see how, unless somebody recommended this movie to you, I just don't see how you'd get into it. And it's probably not going to change your mind about anime movies. Because it, it is very much so a movie where after it's all over, that you start to realize how good it was. 
maybe like my on my first watch i was definitely like it piqued my interest and i was like okay there's there's something here but i didn't i didn't fully grasp what was going on until probably the, the second time after it was all the way done i had no idea the runtime was as short as it is yeah it does because it's so complete mm-hmm. it is and a complete story fast as well yeah it, it's a bit fast but it doesn't feel like everything's rushed either yeah, generally, uh, if a movie's an hour and a half, I, I find myself wanting for more. Like, I feel like... A sequel or, like if I bought, or another 30 minutes If on. I bought a whole bunch of movie tickets to go out to, like, see it with my family, I'm like, dude, I did not get my money's worth yeah. an hour and a half long movie. But Ringo, an hour 40-something, mm-hmm. and it still feels great. Like, Yeah, it's, it's there. And I know the... Uh, I don't know to say creator writer um one of the creators writers uh had released that no the other he was like no i don't want to do a sequel to this and <laughs> i think that is just such a great idea because and then they went and made a video game anyways <laughs> ah well you got it you, you're gonna get some crap from an animated movie you're gonna get something but i would rather get a a video game that's pretty much unheard of than like a sequel that's really awful you know and it does sour the the reputation Yep. When you have that. But so what? Any other closing thoughts of the movie? Uh, it's a fantastic movie, and you should tell everyone about it. I think it's up there. Not just, uh, you know, people say, ah, like, it's my favorite animated. This is just one of my favorite movies. I would say watch it with people who are down to keep up with the movie. Yeah. Like, you have to pay attention. You can't, you can't be on your phone. No. If you want to enjoy this movie. You can't watch it in the background. It, it has to be, you know, with your full undiv- undivided attention. You know, you cannot, yeah, like you said, you can't be on your phone. You can't be not paying, you know, when you miss something, it's not so much that it's important to the overall plot of the movie. Like, yeah, you could just kind of watch it in the background and understand what was going on, but you don't get to fully appreciate what's you know, actually happening right with the with the fast-paced writing the fast-paced jokes and the amazing visuals mm-hmm. if you're not paying attention then you're doing just, yourself a disservice yeah that, that, that's just it like this movie is meant to be and enjoyed in its entirety you know at every moment like we said every shot is just so well done so meticulous so you know the attention to detail mm-hmm. is is there and I'll say that about animation probably many more times over the course of this podcast. One of the beautiful things... <clears throat> excuse me. He's dying. <clears throat> One of the beautiful things about animation is that everything is meticulous. Yeah. <clears throat> it, it, it has to be there. It took somebody a lot of time to put that there. You know, it's not just some prop that you can go <clears throat> buy at the store, throw it in the background, and it's like, okay, right. I don't know. Why'd you put that there? Well, I, I don't know. It's just... It was a prop. I, I threw a it in the of, scene. A lot of art has really beautiful accidents, but not animation. It's all handcrafted, I mean, for the most part these days. Yeah, and of course there's there's times where uh, certain things will be reused in, in shows or, or what have you, but I didn't feel that was the case here. Yeah, no. It doesn't give you that impression at all. Everything feels fresh the first time you see it. <laughs> Oh, another uh, down point in the movie was the the freaky cactus. 
<laughs> or cacti, rather. The freaky cacti. Yeah, those weird, weird plants that are, like, just guided by the they water. They were creepy. They were so creepy. <laughs> but, no, yeah, no, there's, there's not a lot of low points in the movie. Even if you don't think it is spectacular, you, you couldn't say the quality ever dips. It, it does feel very consistent throughout. Whether you think it, it's high or low, it's consistent. And, obviously, I think that's a good thing to be uh, whenever it's a short movie you need to be at the same level throughout. I would say, probably to sum it up, I wish more animated movies were like Rango. Oh, yeah. I, I can't think of another one that's like really comparable. The, when I think Rango, I, for whatever reason, Banjo uh, and Kazooie pops in my head, <clears throat> and uh, Ty the Tasmanian Tiger. Devil? Tiger, Tiger. Yeah, the boomerang Australian tiger guy. The, I don't know what those two uh, games pop into my head whenever I was watching it. Like, what does it remind me of? That, that's what instantly is on the forefront of my mind. But I can't think of another movie, really. That, that obviously, westerns and you know little things here and there. But, of course, it's, like, it's not the same at all, though. Yeah, it's pretty rare for satire to be able to stand on its own. As just good yeah and a lot of times they won't age well but man if you look at this movie you would not think it was made in 2011 uh, you could have told me this came out last year i'd believe you yeah they used cutting edge animation for sure where did all this money come from <laughs> uh, nickelodeon uh has deep pockets i guess paramount <laughs> ad yeah i don't uh, know if they do anymore uh, I, yeah i don't i don't keep up with a lot of that stuff I guess I don't hear about it as much as Disney. Right, because Disney has a streaming service. Nickelodeon does not. Oh, so yeah. I guess pa Paramount does. Paramount Plus That's is true. out. I guess. Oh, and then the Nick stuff is going. I guess they're paired together because I know they're releasing like the Avatar stuff on there. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so maybe that's their. I don't know. I'd have to look more into it. But you're right. It's, it's not. Me not immediately knowing it is uh, probably an indication of how they're doing. Right. Uh, regardless, here top tier animation it's up there with some of the best animated movies uh you heard what we thought about it you heard some of the the downfalls you know the portrayal as a kids movie with many adult moments or most of the movie i guess being geared towards adult it feels like and then um a couple of little maybe tiny plot holes here or there uh maybe some stuff like we don't know if it's actually dumb or it's pretending to be dumb and it's incredibly <laughs> smart that you know there, there's little things here or there but overall i'd say i love it i rate it very highly i would tell anyone to watch it anyone huh yeah even even if you didn't like animation i would recommend it as a you know just try try to focus on how well done it is so, you know, set up some expectations. Right. And then I think I would put this almost in front of anyone. Maybe not, like, really little kids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't want to try to explain some of the jokes or say, like, oh, well, I'll, you'll know when you're older or whatever. But, yeah, I say around, I don't know, tweens, yeah. whatever, like, right before... You know, in middle schoolers, uh, maybe late elementary school, something like that, I guess. Anyone above that age, I am A-OK -okay showing them to it. It's a fantastic movie, and I love it. Yeah, it's a phenomenal movie for sure. It's up there for me, too. 
especially um, for animated movies. Yeah, and it was uh, you got introduced to this movie whenever I showed you it, right? Yeah. Yeah, so pretty late in life as well. I think I saw this movie when it first came out in the back of a car. <laughs> yeah, on the way home from watching the W W uh, the WrestleMania stuff. Oh yeah, you went to that. Yeah, for a friend's birthday, and then on the way back, they're like, "Oh, this movie's here. Like, we have it for some reason. Let me just put it on." Or I guess it was a bit after it came out, but was um, it a long drive? Uh yeah, it it was. So were you able to finish the movie? I was. I watched oh, wow. it. I watched the entire thing, and then I. That's why I was saying like. I wasn't able to pay attention to it with, you know, completely. And I did feel like I missed out on a lot. And then on my second watch, that I truly came to understand. I was like, okay, yeah, no, it's awesome. <laughs> and uh, that's why I say it's in its entirety. Oh, and then um, as well as the extra scenes and stuff, which I don't feel are too important. Yeah. Uh, there was like a theatrical release versus... Yeah, they only cut about five minutes worth of content for the... For the other version okay it's like the runtime is like five minutes long right, yeah so. so not a big deal and uh I, i've seen it a couple of times now i think they're on like some kind of beach it's like an after the movie thing yeah just a way where you can see like every character at the end it literally pans over every uh, every one of the like townsfolk that are all like doing something i think so. rango goes like rides off into the sunset yeah, classical which, yeah you know. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah you're not missing much even, there even anyway the sheriff i don't know why he's it's, leaving uh, but... I, he, he he's riding <laughs> we ride and then come back i would say but, the highest praise i can give to rango is that there is no other movie like it even no. though it is a parody i no yeah like i really don't don't think so if if you think so, you can message me and we can talk about it <laughs> in a polite, civil manner. Oh, I'm sure. <clears throat> but yeah, I I think that pretty much sums it up. It's it's a fantastic movie. It looks great. Animation is quality. The songs are well done, but humorous. Uh, even the music pieces they choose to use in the, the you know ride ride of the Valkyries. Um, flight, I think it's right there. Oh, is it ride? It's right there. It's ride. We, oh, yeah, I right. think we said flight. I think we did say flight. Maybe there. I have some confusion there, but it is. It says <laughs> maybe that's their version, or I guess Valkyries ride on a Pegasus, right? So true. Ride of the, <laughs> but they're flying. They're riding something that's flying. I don't. This is one of those. Uh, what do they call it? <laughs> the Mandela effect, or yeah. Where I could have sworn it was flight, <laughs> but it is indeed ride, as I see on the credits of Rango. Yes. Uh. Well, we're in a <laughs> we live in a simulation. Nothing is real. We learned something today. I'm moving <laughs> forward with this knowledge to become a better person, to become who I was truly meant to be. Thank you very much for listening. <laughs> we'll see you guys next time. This has been Jack versus the world. Later.